Hey there, AfterBuzz TV fans. Welcome to another episode of The Voice Of. Today, we have a very, very special guest with us from Star vs. the Forces of Evil. We have Adam MacArthur in studio. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Started, but oh my goodness, you were absolutely right. The new ending theme is just it's so, so good. anime. It's so good. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. I could rock out to this. <laughs> it's so good. It's, I've got to make it my ringtone. I fantastic. Think. I, I mean, I liked the old theme. It was cute and hobby, but this kind of like extra level of epic. This is like experience level plus one thousand right oh, now. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. The show has leveled up. Yes. Well, yeah. hey there, AfterBuzz TV fans. Welcome to another episode of The Voice of. I am your host Megan Salinas. You guys can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. With me here in studio is the fantastic Adam MacArthur. How you're, are you doing you're tonight? You're too kind. I'm doing good. How are you doing? <laughs> Fantastic. I'm here, and we've been having a good time even before uh, we started rolling. Yeah, so yeah this, they, is, uh, this is good. Yeah. This this, is, what's happening here <laughs> is good. This is real good, everybody. I'm real excited because I've been a big fan of this show for some time. Oh, so that's awesome. I, I'm ecstatic to get the chance to talk to you, and I'm sure that everybody who's watching the show live is also ecstatic as well. And just so you guys know, we do have a live chat going on, uh, oh. so if you guys have any questions, questions for our awesome guest. I'm going to do my best to try to keep up with it. I Usually I outsource this test to someone else, um, so I will do my best, and I'm already having trouble keeping up with it. <laughs> Let's um, do it. I'll help you. If you just slide it across, like it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Woo, just, there, there you go. go. <laughs> We're like, Toxic Waste says, this is great, and it just started. Thank you. Awesome. See? There we go. <laughs> there we go. Uh, we are also going to be keeping an eye on the hashtag, the voice of. So again, if you guys happen to have any questions for our fantastic guests, be sure to put them in the live chat or the hashtag, and we will do our best to get to those. We'll do it. We'll make it happen. <laughs> we'll do all the things. All of the yes. things. Yes. So let's get started a little bit. Uh, you have wanted to be an actor for a long time, and you've actually been an actor since you were, uh, I believe, at a very young age. What was it that made you want to go into that particular field? Did you have a eureka? A moment where you're like, yes, acting, that's what I want to do. Okay, so this is one of those stories that like, I I remember but, you know, I have to talk to my parents to get verification of. <laughs> but my mom, sa- my mom tells the story the best. She says, there's two things you always asked us for, my mom and dad. You've asked us to do martial arts and you've asked us to have an agent. She's like, I don't know if you knew what an agent was, but you always asked us to get an agent and to do martial arts. So I started, uh, I started martial arts when I was 11, and uh, they finally uh, put me in my first acting class at 16. So yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know where I, I honestly feel like the, I've wanted to do it forever. I don't remember the, po- like the turning point. It was just like, Mom, what, put me in the game. Let's I got to get this. an agent. Yeah, let's do this thing. Your mom must have done like a double take and been like, you're six years old. How do you know what an agent does? Oh, yeah. They, they And my parents could not be further from uh, like the entertainment field. My dad's an entrepreneur and my mom worked for like a utility company for 35 years. And they're the most supportive and loving and just awesome people. And they were like, eh, okay, <laughs> do it. 
yeah. <laughs> if that's what makes you happy. Yeah. yeah. So uh, talking about uh, sort of getting into the field, uh, you said you you wanted to do martial arts. And Mm -hmm. that's something that uh, one of the characters that you're most well known for, that's something you actually have in common with Marco, is that he does karate. And that's a big part of what he really enjoys to do. So is that something you sort of, you kind of implanted in the character and like, guys, we should make make it so that he's a fighter is that just something you were really excited about because you're like right. i know martial arts this is perfect yeah yeah no it would be totally awesome if i could you know take <laughs> any kind of credit for that <laughs> on the creative side but i absolutely can't um no that's how that's how marco was written from the very beginning um darren nefsi the creator of the show who is phenomenal um she yeah she ha- that was just what how marco was written uh there was a moment in one of my very early on auditions before i even officially had the part where uh, uh, I had to go in and Eden Shearer, who voices Star, and I had to, uh, we had to read some stuff together, and there were some fighting scenes, and I was just doing what I've done my whole life, like making, you know, making the, making the fight sounds and stuff, and Darren was like, wow, you're, you're like really good at that, and I'm like, well, I'd hope so, I've been doing martial arts like my whole life, so, yeah, it was, it, I can't take any credit, but it was, it's definitely awesome. <laughs> So making the effort noises uh, definitely just comes as second nature then. Yeah, yeah. I've punched so many people. Oh, no. Is that okay? I don't know if that's okay. I'm sorry. My mom's watching this. No, I'm just kidding. She knows that. In a designated (laughs) training setting, of course. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Now, kind of getting a little bit into the behind the scenes, um, a lot of voiceover, it's it's very different from a lot of live action acting. Sometimes you're in a closet by yourself. Sometimes it's recorded like it's a radio play. Do you have a particular preference for for how you like to do voiceover and get into character um that's a great question i uh i'm a people person like i love being around people so um recording as an ensemble is always super fun especially because uh like uh, i worked on clone wars a couple years back uh star wars clone wars on cartoon network mm-hmm. and that was recorded as an ensemble and literally everyone on that show is insanely talented <laughs> like i'm standing in a room with you know d bradley baker and just everybody who who was on that show and i'm getting to watch them i, I felt more of like a spectator <laughs> like just watching how amazingly talented these people are um and then you know of course like in between takes and stuff everybody's always messing around which is which i love messing around so did you have any moments where you're like i'm walking on a star wars show oh it's amazing oh yes absolutely the uh my first experience so when i auditioned for clone wars i had no idea that it was clone wars a lot of shows use code words like mm-hmm. you don't know exactly what you're auditioning for and they don't want word they don't to want get out yes anything out there yes. because the internet will take it and run and yes they will steal it uh, and put it somewhere and try and sell it back to you <laughs> um yeah, so I didn't know what I booked. Um, I didn't know that I booked multiple episodes. I didn't know anything other than I booked some animation job, and I was very excited about that. So I get to uh, uh, the place where Clone Wars was uh, um, recorded, and I walk in, and somebody meets me in the lobby, and they're like, oh, hey, Adam, we're so happy to have you. We're, like, really excited. Um, here. And they hand me a piece of paper, and I'm like, oh, like, well, cool, what's this? And the, the the first like two sentences of it explain like you'll you watch fellow nerd you will you will understand the impact that this had on me. It said basically something to the effect of, "Dear Mr. MacArthur, welcome to the Star Wars family." And I was like, "Don't wrinkle my frame. I gotta put this somewhere." Um, so yeah, that was like that was the moment of just like, "Oh my god." <laughs> 
This is real. It was it it was not only cool reading that letter, but it was also the moment that I learned what I was working on. I was like, oh my god. got to call my mom. I mean, that's a pretty good way of figuring out you have a job is not only do you have a job, you got yeah. the job, but also you're a part of one of the biggest franchises in the world now. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh it's it's really cool. It's been it's been a few years since that show was on. Obviously the Rebel um Star Wars Rebels on, is on Disney XD now. Um still directed by Dave Filoni who Oh, like, it's fantastic. Oh, it's so good. We actually cover that on uh, on this show. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Dave is awesome. Uh, I got to work with him on Clone Wars. And, uh, yeah, it's just the, the – it's all awesome. It's – yes. Yeah. For – we – again, uh, for a lot of people who loved Clone Wars, um, I think they were really hesitant with Rebels. But now um, I feel like the show has gotten to a point where even the most, like, it's not the Clone Wars, uh, I feel like they've come around. Yeah. I mean, how could you ha- – <laughs> you you have no defense against good Star Wars stuff. Come on. It's, if good Star you Wars elitists, stuff exists, you need to, you need to just go. accept it just and it's give good in. Star Wars stuff. Yeah, just give in. <laughs> um, but talking about that, um, being a voiceover artist, a lot – a lot of actors have various techniques for creating character voices. Some people use bad impressions to kind of create a character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Other people like having um, kind of artwork to go off of. How do you best like to create your character voices? I feel I feel like I'm a very um, physical voice actor. Like I really like to find the character in my body and kind of like you know embody them. Uh, if I'm voicing, you know. You know, some kind of bigger hulking guy or whatever. You know, I like I just have to physicalize it. So I think I think that's my that's my go to. Of course, I'm also like the nerd who's like screaming things while I'm in the shower and stuff, <laughs> like finding new characters while I'm just like by myself or whatever. So you know, yeah, all the all those ways. But I would say uh, my go to is probably just finding it physically and letting that kind of influence the, the voice. So how did you find Marco's voice? Ah. Uh, you know, I saw a picture of Marco very early on, and uh, he just had this sort of, like, really kind of, like, sweet demeanor. And, uh, but, you know, he, like, he like sort of wanted to be, like, a like a bad boy. So, you know, he had, had, like, a little bit of a thing going, you know? I don't know. It just, it just felt like it was very easy to find Marco's voice. And it just felt right at home, like, a little bit higher than my, my normal voice range. And, uh, yeah, he's... It's it's so weird. Marco and I have so much in common. <laughs> we are like, I'm, it's like I'm reliving my life as a 14 year old through this show. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. His uh, his like, I mean, Star obviously they're like you know best friends when uh, the the sleepover episode happens oh, and she Lord. has all her girlfriends over. But I uh, you know I, I have sister, I have siblings. And, uh, you know, my little sister would have her friends sleep over and I'd be like, hey, ladies, you know, like just (laughs) trying to play it cool. And it's totally Marco. There's there's literally episodes where I'm like, are you kidding me? I look at Darren and I'm like, are you kidding me? Did you get a hold of my journal from when I was 14? Because you've incorporated this into the show. Yes, you are in my mind. Get out of my mind. Now, there was one point where we actually did get to see a grown-up Marco. Did you also do the voice for that episode as well? I totally did. Oh, my God. Yeah, I I totally did. Uh, Yeah, I walked in one day, um, and I get the scripts ahead of time. So I had already read the script, and I was like, oh, my gosh, we're going to get to see 30-year-old Marco. (laughs) And... uh, it never occurred to me that maybe I wouldn't voice adult Marco. Um, but I got in there, and uh, we read through the script, and I recorded all of uh, uh, regular age Marco's stuff. And then uh, they were like, okay, so um, 
we want to see if maybe you can do adult Marco also. And at that moment, I was like, oh, my gosh, I, I have to audition <laughs> to be me. Well, there's no way. I can't let, this, I can't let someone else voice no, me. He's, and this is my character. This is me. Come on. Uh, and, uh, of course, I'm, you know, like, I'll do anything. And I want what's best for the show. So if Darren has, like, a creative vision that's different than me voicing it, absolutely. But, um Deep down, I was like, "No, there can be only one." So, so they they described Marco what they wanted adult Marco to sound like. They wanted him to sound um, sort of like, oh gosh, every time I bring this up, I forget the i I forget the movie, and it's such a it's a remake, uh, Mad Max. Oh. Yes. They, yes. Oh, perfect. So, yes. Yes. So they they wanted this like Mad Max inspired adult Marco who's been like you know worn down by the land. <laughs> Uh, who's like, you know, he's like, f- just had all these rough experiences. So I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm here. This is me. Let's do this. Yeah, I got my, I got my dragon cycle nachos. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, and, 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 uh, what was cool is from my side of the glass, like in the recording booth, uh, from my side of the glass, watching Darren and Kelly Ward, who is the voice director, who is, amazing that guy like speaks actor we i just feel so uh, he is so cool um watching their face kind of like you know they're like looking at their papers and they have the headphones on or whatever they're um, they're like listening to me in the room and as i'm reading through and i'm like yeah how you doing heckapoo you know like and they're they're Wait, who who was <laughs> that? Into the recording booth. And I'm like, I don't know where it came from. It came deep down. Came from deep down, but I know I had to pull it from somewhere because there can be only one Marco. <laughs> so yeah, that 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 was uh that actually that's that episode running with scissors is probably one of my favorite episodes that I've recorded of Star because it, it's like, you know, getting to do all that in one episode is such like Yeah, yeah. it's it's a Marcus focus or Marco focused episode. I combined the words Marco and focus. No, no, I was with you. Yeah, Marcus. yeah, it's a it's, it's, <laughs> it's a yeah, Marco it's a Marcus episode, episode. <laughs> yeah. where uh, where he gets to hop through various dimensions, and then you get to try something new as an actor. So it must have been a lot of fun. Yeah, it, it was so much. And fun. And then there's a little bit of like Rick and Morty like nihilism thrown in there at the end. <laughs> totally. You just like yeah, yeah. What what I liked about it is it, it, it raised the stakes without without being like. Um, I don't know. You just left not knowing. You're like, wait. So does that mean he's back in his 14 year old body, but he's he's, he's actually lived 30. This he's life. lived yeah. this life. And I mean, you see the bit with the password where you are kind of just like, wait, he forgot his password. What does that mean? Like, so it, they're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but at the same time, in episodes after that, like you only see maybe like little glimpses of it. So. We don't really know, I but like I know because I've recorded something, so, you know. I kind of feel like it's the Jumanji thing, uh, where, like, at the very end of Jumanji, when they turn back to being kids, it's like, they remember, but, like, you also get back into the groove of being yeah. a kid relatively yes. quickly. Yeah, yeah, and I think, uh, uh, actually, so, you know, the, when I record episodes, um, I usually record each episode twice. Um, I go in and I record to, like, an uh, animatic, or sometimes there's not even an animatic yet, Um or it's, like, so rough, it's literally just, like, drawn pictures and then just, like, flip through <laughs> like them. Like storyboards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then I go in a second time and do ADR. But besides those two, so ADR, I'll see some of the episode. But if not a lot of the script has changed, then I don't actually get to see a lot of the animated episode until it airs. So there are times when, you know, the vision that is 
ends up being created, like in the final, you know, what you see on TV versus what I see when I first record, it's so different that sometimes I'm like, oh my God, like <laughs> I can't believe it happened. I have to watch it because I'm, I like want to know. And uh, with that episode specifically, I asked Darren, I'm like, so what the heck? Like, what's going to happen? What has happened to my poor little cinnamon roll? Is he 30? Like, what has happened to this guy? And uh, she was like, I like to think of it as like, um, you know, maybe he, it's almost like a dream. You know, you come out of a dream, but the further away you get from the dream, like the harder it is to remember. Um, But something could happen and you're like, oh, remember that dream I had? I had a crazy dream where this happened. And I was like, that is a great way to describe that. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. So. Anyway, well, I, I think that's a good uh, that's a good point to make about this show because even though it's about an interdimensional magical space princess who goes on these crazy adventures with her friend, that can be anything from uh, you know dealing with monsters to just learning how to ride a bike. Uh, you know, it's but at the same time, it's not all fun and games. There's kind of a dark undercurrent of the show for you as as an actor. What was the point where you realized that? Oh, there's something else going on. This isn't all just shenanigans, and uh, and like there's something deeper to this show. Um, that's a great question. I I think that um, when we started recording season two of this show, I was like, oh, we're getting to do something that is not normally. Done. It's not like the norm for animation. I mean, we have we see some shows now that are kind of moving towards like a, a through line plot, and we're getting to go deeper with the characters and the stories, and it's not just like crazy one off episodes. Um, but I would say season two is when that's like the over uh, series arc started forming for Star. Um, and yeah, I was I'm, I'm all about it. I think it's awesome. <laughs> I, that's how you get you know all ages watching is you have those like deep nuggets those things that make people want to come back and keep watching or root for characters to get together or not get together or do this thing or do that thing you know so yeah season two was definitely the the where you're like oh dear yeah 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 and it's only getting crazier it's just like it's insane we we've uh i'm still doing adr on season three um but i've started already recording the first uh couple episodes of season four oh my gosh that's so exciting so i know all this um, you know all the secrets. I know all the secrets, <laughs> and I'm saying nothing to um, any of you. You know what? That's probably for the best. As much as I want to know, I also don't want any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, that's good. <laughs> I appreciate. I appreciate that. I also want to keep my job. So, <laughs> so even if you wanted them, you're not getting them. <laughs> tell me what. Yeah. Tell me whether or not Starco happens, yeah, Adam. Never. You have to tell me. Never. But I would say that uh, the question I get on social media. More often than any other question is, <laughs> is Starco Canyon? <laughs> uh, and I'll never tell you. You have to wait and find out. I, I, it is obligatory. So I was going to ask at one point. You have said in the past that you do ship it. Yeah. Now, has that changed? Because uh, with the beginning of season three, we are in a very different place with than we were, you know, when season two began. Uh, all of the characters have as we've learned, grown and evolved, and they're in, you know, they're not the same people that they were when this show started. Yeah. So do you still feel the same? I do. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm like diehard Starco. Everyone's going to freak out. Um, Yeah. No, no. I think think that these two characters just, like, deserve to have each other. You know? It's it's so cute. (laughs) It's so cute. I will hold on to that until the end. (laughs) <laughs> like I will, I will hold on to that until the end. Yeah, it's a. Uh, 
I mean, you know, look, I, Darren is the best at um, not committing one way or the other. <laughs> and for the creator of the show, I think that is absolutely important because she's willing to explore all avenues and not just, you know, do a bunch of fan service, but actually like service the story properly. And in the end, I think that's going to make everyone happy. Um, but you know, I don't got to do that. I can ship Star Girl all I want. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, I'm not writing this show. <laughs> yeah, I'm not writing this show. <laughs> But and that's fun too because then you get to enjoy it as as it progresses for you as well. Yeah, absolutely. So talking about uh, the process about uh, recording during animatics and then uh, again for for doing ADR, uh, there's a lot that changes. And obviously mm-hmm. with uh, with animated formats, for the most part, people have to stick to the script. But some uh, some voice directors and some writers are open to their actors contributing, and you are an improvisational artist. Now, do they let you improv, or totally. more, more specifically, do they let? Do you just improv anyway? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Uh, I I am a rule follower. See, me and Marco have a lot in common. I told you, <laughs> I'm a rule follower. Like I I I listen to my directors, and I listen to uh, you know. The people that I get to work with creatively in sessions, you know, it's a super collaborative thing and uh, I want to help them create their vision. Um, With this show specifically, they totally encourage um, improv um, and we're not like improvising full scenes and stuff, but there's definitely lines where I'm like, at this (laughs) point, at this point, they know that I know Marco. And, uh, you know, I'll, I throw in lines, usually <laughs> usually um, a lot of the lines, because Star, uh, we kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, the ensemble versus recording solo. Star, mm-hmm. we actually record alone. Um, so a lot of times at the, the early stages, I will, you know, I'll give them like three in a row of a line or something like that. And But I usually throw in a fourth or on the third line, I differ it up if I feel so inclined or there's like a moment but yeah it's, they, they encourage it and they totally let me play sometimes they're like okay let's, let's uh, that's good but let's um let's do that again and stick 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 with the script you know and sometimes they're like oh my gosh why didn't we think of that you know so yeah like i said it's super collaborative and they encourage it and we have fun yeah. I, I think that's from again, it's for the best. Like having uh having writers and directors who are open to change and, you know, fluidity as long as it serves the characters in the story. I, I think that's what's for the best because film and television are such collaborative efforts. Yes. That um that if you have somebody who's too rigid, you don't get to let your actors explore their full potential. Totally. Totally. So, yeah, and you just never know. Like what you know, they. I, I think of it as like, uh, you know, they hired me for a reason, uh, which is super humbling in and of itself. But you know, I want to bring something to the table also, and and, and together make Marco and make the story and all of that, you know, even better. Now, something that Disney's been doing quite a bit with Star versus the Forces of Evil is, and we were talking a, a little bit about this before the show started, is that they actually have you do quite a few live events in character. Oh, yeah. Which, it's so much fun. Is that is that kind of difficult? I mean, I know that obviously you've been doing the voice for a long time now, but yeah. is it kind of difficult to just stay in that character for, for the extended period of time? Um, It's really... It's really like, not. Uh, I mean, I don't know if that's like an uninteresting answer. It's totally not. Um, it's something like since the beginning of Star, even before Disney was doing live chats, I would basically go on after an episode and do a Periscope where I would watch an episode with fans. 
and would just like live Q&A. I wasn't doing it as Marco. I was just doing it as myself. But the live thing, it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, I'm totally fine. Yeah, it feels, it feels very comfortable. I feel very close to the fan base of this show. Um, Yeah, I just, it's, I love it. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun doing the live chats, yeah. Yeah, and not to mention live animated events, too. That's not exactly an easy feat. So kudos, Disney, for trying something new. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. They, the, the software that goes into them doing these live chats is incredible. I mean, I'm essentially sitting behind... I don't. I guess well, yeah. Whatever. It's behind the scenes. It's cool. Uh, we've like shown pictures of it and stuff. But yeah, I'm essentially sitting behind a computer and I, a, a MacBook Pro, and the um, FaceTime camera is tracking my face, and I have a microphone that's also tracking my voice, and I am basically controlling Marco like a like a like a <laughs> video game. That's so cool. Yeah, it's it's super fun. And every every time we go in. Um, the promo department at Disney XD, who are like all amazing, are like, oh, we, we added a new thing. He has karate chop action this time. And I'm like, yes, I want to play with the karate chop. Hit this button and there's a marching band in the back. Exactly. <laughs> Poof, there's some nachos. Like they literally just always add amazing things. I'm like, dang, I need one of those buttons in real life. <laughs> like, how do we do that? I would this love is, to have a band is, on, or nachos bus? on command. Is there a nacho button here? I'm looking around. I don't. I just, uh, there yeah. isn't, but there should be, guys. You hear that, producers? producers? We need a nacho button. Yeah. Uh, we need and we need it stacked. Yep, oh my hurry, goodness! Hurry up, get that thing here. <laughs> um, now, again, kind of talking about the fan base is you've actually uh, being a part of this show. It's got quite the fan following, mm-hmm. and uh, you've gotten the opportunity to interact with fan at various conventions. Do yeah. you have a favorite fan interaction moment at like Comic Con or yeah. or D twenty three? One of those events. Yeah, um, I'm super grateful. Any interaction I get with the fans, uh, I, I feel so fortunate that people gravitate so heavily towards this show and like want to talk to me and interact it's super cool um yes this uh this past comic-con i actually planned a so you need to know this about me i love boba tea boba is delicious i am obsessed with boba <laughs> I've, i have it at all major life events <laughs> I okay. have... Sidebar, sidebar. Yeah, yeah. Favorite boba place? Oh, uh, there is a place. Shout out to Cafe 70 <laughs> in Culver City, California on Washington and Overland. Matt O, the owner, is amazing. They have the best honey green tea in everywhere. In everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm going to say. Uh, in everywhere. Second sidebar, there's a place in, uh, there's a Thai restaurant in Westwood called Noodle Planet. Oreo vanilla boba. Okay. Oreo vanilla boba. That happens okay. to be my personal favorite. Nice. Anyway, that's a sidebar, okay. not yes. relevant. You no, love boba tea. It's actually a great segue. <laughs> yeah. Let me take that boba and run with it. So I decided that this year at Comic-Con, uh, I was getting a lot of messages about, you know, Comic-Con's insane, right? People oh, can't get tickets and like... It's incredible. You know, the, fa- the fans of this show, some of them are younger. Their parents can't, you know, get them out to Comic-Con and all that stuff. So I was like, you know what? I talked to Darren. I was like, how about we do an unofficial fan meetup at a boba shop in San Diego? We do like... You know, a hundred people. We'll cap awesome. it. We'll take some RSVPs, and we'll like have everybody go, and we'll just like we'll buy everyone a boba, <laughs> and we'll all just like sit around and have boba together. Um, so we did that this this uh, <laughs> last in July, and it was amazing. It was super oh. awesome. I, I uh, we kind of wanted it. We like prefaced. We made sure everyone was prepped. We wanted everyone to know that it was like no pressure, like hang out. We just wanted to come around and just talk to everybody and stuff. So um, we had a great turnout. I was I was nervous that no one would want to come. <laughs> uh, and I was wrong. The, like in like 10, 15 minutes, literally all the RSVPs and all the waitlist spots were gone. And I was like, oh, all right, I guess I should I guess call. people really 
free boba. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I guess I should call the boba shop and let them know that it's official. Um, oh, shout out to SD Boba Tea. They're also awesome, and they're the ones who hosted the event for us. Um, it's a family-owned bo- awesome. boba shop in San Diego, and they're great. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my favorite fan interaction story. We got we got a lot of time just chatting with them, and yeah, it was a lot of fun. That it sounds like it was probably a blast. Um, and the the live chat has declared you to be the boba king. Oh yes, thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my minions. <laughs> Drink all the boba. Do it. <laughs> uh, to, to, get, to get back to the craft. No, no, no. Let's keep talking about boba. I had one on my way here, just oh, so you know. You, where did you go to pick Cafe it up? Cafe 70. I only go to one place. I'm telling you. I appreciate the Noodle Planet suggestion, but I'm never going there, okay? <laughs> Not even if you're stranded in Westwood <laughs> nope, and I'll it's walk your to Culver only City. For you at home who don't know how far that is, it's like 100 miles. No, I'm just kidding. It's L.A., so. I'll Cafes, it. and it's in Culver. It's in Culver. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I might actually be able to, to swing by there at you some should do point. It. You should totally what do What is it. your recommendation? Um, Best boba that they have on the menu. I mean, I, I'm, I'm a creature of habit, so honey green tea is my favorite. I always go for honey green tea. Uh, if uh, You're an experienced uh, boba patron, uh, <laughs> so you have your go-tos. I'm sure whatever you like, you could get there also. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they have a really good taro also. So if you're into like taro okay. milk tea or tar- like a taro smoothie. Now, I do have to say, again, in terms of our boba conversation, yeah. that there is nothing worse than disappointing boba. Oh, uh, are it you? Is, yes. It is it's, soul-crushing. Yes. S- it's like the worst like thing if the, the boba's too hard, like some places, you know, it's not like they're it's not like their go to thing. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I'm so passionate about boba. I'm not even kidding you. I, I've had fans send me like like boba T-shirts, and I'm like, oh, you know, that's getting worn. Like I'm totally wearing that thing. Yeah, th- <laughs> yes, hard boba. Like the places that don't specialize in boba. Who, who like do it as like a side thing and you know they're not cooking fresh boba every hour and they're trying to sell you a boba like it's a regular boba and you take that first sip and you're like, what is this? And you just throw it on the ground. I say good day, sir. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when that happens. I shall not be giving you my patronage anymore. See, that's why that's why I don't risk it. I just go to Cafe 70, Culver City, it's, California. I, 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 am, <laughs> they, I am guilty. Pay me. I am guilty of the same thing. When you find a place you like... Uh, that that can it's one of the uh, Priscilla's uh, on um, Riverside. Yeah, that, they're my favorite coffee. Place. I love them; they're great, delicious. Yeah, uh- <laughs> free, free free Wi-Fi. Yes, yeah, it's I love so it. great. We actually do have a, a question in the live chat um, okay. related to to the boba conversation. Okay, uh, but specifically, Cheer Girl Seven One Four Lovely wants to know. Hey, Cheer Girl. You- are you planning on doing another meetup uh, when when next year's Comic Con rolls around? I think so. Why not? I mean, I'll have to uh, clear it with some people, <laughs> make make sure that it's all good. But there's clearly interest. Yeah, there, for yeah. Sure. If there if there's interest, let me tell you, I I'm like I'm like such a long term planner. Like I think so far ahead. Uh, I have this vision of doing like a boba meetup tour across the United States, where boba shops. Have me come and we do fan meetups in cities across the world. Like, how cool would that be? That would be amazing. Like, let's do this, boba places. What are we waiting for? <laughs> anyway, I'll let you know. You can come. That, like, again, a cross-country road trip just hitting all of the best boba places across in America. Across the world. Oh, Why be... limit ourselves to the contiguous? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm down 100%. That yeah, you sounds got, you amazing. Gotta, you got to go for it. You know, you got to think big. Carpe diem. You know, seize the day. And Carpe then the all of the diems. <laughs> yes. Not just the one diem. All of the DMs. All of the DMs. Um, uh, to, to to switch gears a little bit. Yes, um, please. I feel like I feel like we've already said too much. Um, I, I do want to keep talking about Star vs. the Forces of Evil, but I this is and this is selfish on my part. Sorry, live chat, but I'm going to be selfish for a hot second. Um, I'm a big horror movie fan, okay. and uh, one thing I happen to notice on your resume is that you did voiceover for one of my favorite Christmas films, Krampus. Krampus, nice. I I have to ask, what was it? like voicing evil gingerbread men because Uh, (laughs) that movie was absolutely darling and I loved it. Yeah, so uh, that was uh, another one of those like wild auditions where they literally give you no direction. They're like... uh, they're like um, German gibberish uh, in high-pitched voice. And I'm like, mm, okay. So I gave it a go. Uh, and it was one of those ones where, like, the booth director at my agency uh, was like, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, you did it. I, I don't know. And I was like, yeah. Nailed I'll, it. I'll never, I'll never hear anything from this. And then I, like, walked out of the room. And then, like, a week later, it's like, oh, you, you've booked this movie. And I'm like, all right. So, uh. Um, I got to work with a couple other people at my agency, which was super awesome. But we basically recorded in a big sound studio on the Universal lot. And uh, it was wild. Uh, just picture, like, seven grown men. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a, there was a mic in the center of the room. And the director would basically have us run around and, like, do passes. Like, pass the microphone in, like, the highest-pitch German gibberish, and <laughs> it was wild. It was it was a lot of fun. It was a, a cool process to see, because at that point, everything had been shot, so we're just adding in the layering of the VO and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was really cool. Uh, Mike Doherty, the uh, director of Krampus, um, who's going to be, like, directing the new Godzilla movie and stuff. Like, he's right. he was super cool. Um so yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I'm stoked that you like that movie. Uh, yeah, it's Christmas and horror. You yeah. you hardly ever get those two together, right. but when you do, it's always magical. Yeah, yeah, it's such like an '80s throwback style and vibe too. It's yeah. Were Were you able to see the the Krampus house that they did at Universal Horror Nights? I wasn't. Oh, it was awesome, and the entire house smelled like. Uh, Christmas cookies. Oh, was, that's fun. It was awesome. I, wonder, I, I hope they'll do it again this year. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll go check it out. Uh, I don't think they'll be doing Krampus this year. All right. um, well, this interview has come to a conclusion. And I am, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, good day to you, Adam. Well. <laughs> just like that terrible moment yeah. place, I will no longer be giving you my patronage. <laughs> um, but talking about, uh, you know, not only past projects, but you've also got quite a few things coming up in the future. I know we can't necessarily delve into all of them, yeah. but one of the big ones is Far Cry 5 coming out in 2018. Yeah. Now, again, I know things can be pretty hush-hush, especially when you're dealing with upcoming releases, but is there anything that you can tell us about your character in uh, in <sighs> Far Cry 5? I'm so sorry. I cannot. <laughs> there is, there is, they are like, they. you know how it is. Of course. I mean, I feel like I've signed NDAs that I signed an NDA. Like, there's <laughs> just thing, I just am not allowed to talk about it. Literally, all we're allowed to say is that I'm a part of it. Um, uh, let's see, what can I say? I can tell you that, uh, the part that I play is the part in the video game that when I play video games, I am always, um, not very nice to, so so I'm super excited to get Far Cry 5 and just, just mess with me. (laughs) 
So that that's that's all I'll say. There's not, non no specific information was given out. Ubisoft, nothing was said uh, other than. Uh- Maybe I can ask about the process a little bit then. Yeah, totally. uh, uh, Again, with video game, it, it mostly is, you know, you're you're in a booth by yourself, but sometimes they actually have the voiceover artists actually do the motion capture as well. Were you able to do any motion capture for this particular one? Not this project. Yeah, not this project. It was, um, excuse me, this, uh, this project was kind of a, a typical audition and booking process. You know, I went into my agency and recorded, had a call back with the director and uh, some of the other people involved on the creative side, and then found out I got the job. Um, yeah, recorded with them. I didn't know what I booked. Again, they sign it. Hush, 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 hush. I sign an NDA. Um, I only get my lines. I don't know anything other than the context the director is giving me as I'm recording each line. And uh, yeah, I found out. It took about maybe like eight or nine months for me to find out that it was even Far Cry 5. I, I mean, I was like guessing. I'm like, oh, is this Assassin's Creed? Like, what it, Like, what, it, what did I just work on? Um, but then they, they finally announced it, and I got the email that's like, oh, congrats, you worked on uh, Far Cry 5. And I was like, when? <laughs> when was that? I did that? Oh, cool. That was me. That yeah, was me. Yeah. Are you a big video game fan then? I love video games. <laughs> I'm, I'm like a big first-person shooter fan. Uh, okay. Um, I have. I was just talking to somebody about this. I ha- I need to go and like. I- I'm just at the point where I'm like craving a good video game story, and someone yes. was telling me like, go back and play Bioshock Infinite, and like, <gasps> yes, is it good? It- this is what I've been told. Mm-hmm. I. I don't want to overhype it because even when something it's is too late, is it's fantastic, been overhyped. But- <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Did I- you play the original no. Bioshock? Mm, maybe do that. Okay. Uh, there, there's. I mean, you, it's not essential. It's not required reading, so to speak. But there are a few references here okay. and there. Okay. Um, but uh, to to sort of get back, Bioshock is a little bit more horror related than uh, than Bioshock Infinite, which is more sci-fi. Okay. Uh, we had a question in the chat. Star and Marco watching a horror movie. How would that go down? Oh, oh gosh, Star <laughs> would be totally into it. She'd be like, "What's a big deal? Like, why is this guy like scared? Why don't you just hit him with the you know." <laughs> cupcake blast like what's wrong with you and marco would be like uh star uh <laughs> i think we need to turn this off did you hear something in the kitchen oh no what are we gonna do you know that's totally their their dynamic <laughs> absolutely <Yeah. laughs> um yeah she would totally be into it she I would feel. be into it um but yeah sort of uh sort of to, again to to kind of get back to that yeah um again uh season three has definitely marked a huge turning point um Obviously, you don't get any input in terms of what the actual story arcs are going to be. Yeah. But if you did get to sit down in the writer's room, what would you want to see for Marco's character development for season three? Oh, that's a good, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I would love, I would love to see him. Hmm. Okay. I got to think about what I've recorded that I can't talk about and where <laughs> we're actually at in the airings of the episodes. Um, what would I want to see from Marco? I mean... Getting to know, like, getting to see him uh, and Star put in different situations that kind of force them to grow and, like, be put in tough spots to see how they react, I think it would be really fun. Um, you know, whether that means, like, they kind of, you know, the whole first season, obviously, we're, like, living at home with mom and dad. Um, same with the second season. Now, like, like uh, season three began and we're on Muni. Like we don't know where we're going to end up and all that stuff. Um, but I think seeing 
uh, him put in some difficult situations where maybe it tests his loyalty to Star or like, you know, something like that could be really fun to explore. Just things that things where we get to know him even better. Yeah, especially because again, now that he's in a relationship, the dynamic of their friendship has changed significantly. Right. So that would be interesting. Um, we have a lot of people in the live chat uh, crying out for uh, Princess Marco to return. Oh yeah, they, they uh, yes, yes, <laughs> Princess Marco. It's so funny. Uh, recently, uh, there was like a Twitter poll about uh, what merch people would like to see, like what Star vs. the Force of the Evil merch, and the overwhelming answer was Princess Marco dolls. <laughs> So, who knows? Fingers crossed. You just have to go and buy them really quickly because my mom is literally, like, she is fiending for any kind of merch. So, if anyone else out there needs merch, you better buy it before my mom buys all of it because she's going to be on top of that so quick. Princess Marco is the face of a revolution, so... She is. It's not criminal to be an individual. (laughs) It is not criminal to be an individual. Get on it, Disney. You're basically printing your own money at that point. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) Um, So, uh, we, we... are running a little bit short on time, so I want to do a, cu- a few more really quick rapid fire questions. Oh gosh! Um, okay. I'm on my what game. was the biggest? Which episode was the most challenging to record? Um, um, I'm going to say the season three, either the season two finale or the season three premiere. Um, the season three premiere obviously was a four part, basically four episodes um, combined into a movie, but you know. Uh, we see a lot of really emotional moments and wanting to do those justice made it like, you know, like there was just a lot of pressure. Yeah. And again, two hour season premiere, like that's the show. Uh, it does little 10 minute shorts. So two hours of Star versus the Forces of Evil. Epic. Yeah, yeah. Kind of amazing. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, we're, we're kind of winding down a little bit. Um, something I like to ask everybody we bring in here is what advice do you have to give to other aspiring actors, people who want to break into the business or or really hone their craft? Um, I think that if you are wanting to be an actor, um, you just have to be in it for the long haul. I think a lot of people come and try it for a short amount of time and they just haven't been here long enough and then they leave. I mean, obviously you got to do training and you got to like be prepared. You got to do when, your homework. You got to do yeah. your homework and you got to be prepared when you get opportunities. But I would say just like being – like having – Wanting to be here, being tenacious and like doing it for a long time, putting yourself out there and being consistent. Yeah. And also, if you want to break into voiceover, going to I want to be a voice actor.com is like what I tell everyone. <laughs> it's D. Bradley Baker's website, and he has like, there is so much information there, and everybody should go read that. Go read that website. Well, okay. Final <laughs> question uh, Do you have any other upcoming projects that you can tell us about? I know, again, NDA o'clock. I, I yeah. know that, especially with Disney, like mm-hmm. they will they will hunt you down. <laughs> yeah. Um, gosh, the one that I really want to talk about, I can't talk about. <laughs> um, um, no. No, there's nothing. <laughs> nope. Star versus the Forces of Evil. I mean, we're, we're like, you know, we're prepping for this November launch of the rest of season three. So all the ADR is coming in quick and we are like... We are kicking butt to get all these episodes ready, and I know the crew is, like, going hard to get everything ready. So the next, like, the the biggest thing coming the soonest. So, you know, we can get all excited about all the other stuff <laughs> later, but the thing that everyone should be excited about the most is the return of Season 3 of Star vs. the Forces of Evil, because it's going to get crazy. 
November, right? Yep, November. Oh, I can't, I know, I can't just wait. wait that long. No, but you have to. And then it's Thanksgiving and Christmas and all the other holidays. And you're going to love it because then you can watch it over all of those. And then Disney will take some other random break and make you hate your life. And then you'll get even more later because that's what they do. But then when you you actually watch them, you're happy, you know? Ooh, uh, given that it's going to be around the holidays, uh, any, any desire to see a holiday special? I mean, I would love... A lot, uh, season two, we had a Halloween episode. Which um, was so fun. It was fun, right? <laughs> Hungry Larry. Like, Billy West is Hungry Larry. Like, so good. Um, yeah, if, uh, yeah, I would, I would, I'm down. That would be give so me all the Give me all the special episodes. Star learning what Christmas is would be, I, I think, a yeah, that that in particular would be a hoot. I would actually love to see a Dia de los Muertos episode. <gasps> yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Disney! Please, Do yes. It. Shut up and take my money. Take take <laughs> mine too, and then give it back to me when I record. That's uh, how it works. That's but- how it works. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, final question uh, for for those upcoming projects that are further on down the road. Where can people go if they want to keep up with you so that they can get updates? on Awesome. All of yes, I will. I am always posting things. Um, you can find me on Instagram at, at @ninjamac n i n j a m a c. Uh, Twitter, you can find me at underscore Adam M. And uh, yeah, you can also find me at home. <laughs> Don't find me at home. And, that was weird. Uh, I'm sorry. No at, address will be given. And at Cafe 76, right? <laughs> Cafe 70. Oh, it's 70? 70. I'm glad you told me. You would have gone. I went Cafe 76. 76 in my brain. Right, right. So. And Cafe, Cafe 76 is actually around the corner, and it's not as good. You don't want to go there. It's like seedy. Like, it's in an alley. lied to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go there. How don't dare. go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I uh, can't say thank you enough for the Boba recommendations and for taking the time to sit down and chat with us today. You're awesome. Really, really appreciate it. Yeah. It was so much fun. You're awesome. Thanks so much uh, for having me. Of course. It was, this was an absolute blast. Thank you to everybody in the live chat who yes. submitted questions and uh, who tuned in. You guys are phenomenal. If you guys haven't already done so, please go to iTunes to rate, subscribe, leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it is the best way to let our producers know that you guys like the show that we're putting on. Um, uh, in the meantime, uh, uh in time for the next one. I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. And I do a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. Uh, follow me on Twitter. You'll get all the updates on that fun stuff. Yay. Again, Adam, thank you so, so much. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you guys for watching. We will see you all next time. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Eek. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 